Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Help Me Rhonda. I'm your host, Dr. Rhonda Karg. I'm a clinical psychologist. And each episode of Help Me Rhonda, I present mental health-related information to you. And sometimes this will help you gain insight into your own behavior and understand maybe what makes you tick. Other times, hopefully you'll learn skills that I might teach you to help with any kind of mental health symptoms that you may be having trouble with. So before I launch into uh, what therapy is, I want to talk about when you might need therapy, when might be a good time for you to seek out therapy. So people have different goals for seeking out psychotherapy services with people. Some people want to understand themselves better and maybe look back at their past to maybe understand how their present behavior is was shaped by things that happened to them in the past. And for some individuals, that's all they really want to accomplish in psychotherapy is to just gain insight. And folks who practice psychoanalytic psychotherapy or psychodynamic psychotherapy are what we call insight-oriented approaches to psychotherapy. And individuals who get psychotherapy with practitioners of either the psychodynamic or the psychoanalytic tradition, oftentimes will be in therapy for a long time, sometimes many years. That's kind of the expectation, especially for psychoanalysis. For psychotherapists such as myself, I'm what you call solution-focused, so my goal is to help people learn new skills, start new habits, reach a level of maintenance, and then terminate from therapy. Therapy is not meant to be something long-term if you're coming at therapy from a solution-focused perspective. Okay, cognitive behavioral therapy also is solution-focused, And so a practitioner that uses cognitive behavioral therapy uh, is also probably going to see people relatively short term. Um, Their goal is also to teach people new skills and get them out there living life and doing better. So psychotherapy is not meant to be something long term for a lot of therapists. There's also therapists that listen to you. That's their primary uh, role that they play is to listen to you and maybe um, hopefully validate your feelings. And they don't give direction in terms of, uh, you know, what skills you might need to learn. They're just basically like a sounding board. And sometimes that really does help people. Sometimes they just literally need someone to just listen to them and and that's that will help them to feel better and do better then there are individuals that practice very short-term psychotherapy 
um, using techniques such as EMDR, uh, which is eye movement desensitization reprocessing, which can resolve symptoms for folks. Oftentimes in just one session, they can get a lot of relief. So that's EMDR. Another that's related to EMDR is something called accelerated resolution therapy. And that is the same thing. It's a very condensed treatment approach where the, where individuals oftentimes get a lot of relief even after just one to three sessions. People can resolve even trauma from earlier times in their lives. So it, those can be very effective. So that's another approach to psychotherapy. Uh, some people use, uh, plant medicine such as psilocybin or ketamine use that in combination with psychotherapy. So it could be like a ketamine assisted psychotherapy or psilocybin assisted psychotherapy. So you can find someone that could do that with you. If that's something that you're interested in. And Basically, in today's day and age, there's a lot of different ways that you can heal. There's a lot of different paths to healing. I tend to use approaches that are evidence-based, meaning that there's a lot of research that demonstrates that these techniques or these methods are effective so I tend to use evidence-based practices as part of my work. But there's, there's also individuals out here that do uh, things that are a little uh, different, maybe somatic processing where you focus a lot on sensations in the body. It's not so much about your emotions. It's more what's happening maybe ways that your body is reacting to a trigger or to stress. So there's individuals that focus on that. There's all kind. there's just all kinds of different treatments out there that are available. So if you're interested in psychotherapy, look into what the major different approaches are and see if there's anyone in particular or any ones that seem to really resonate with you. And then when you seek out a psychotherapist, you can ask them if they, if they uh, are an expert in EMDR or ART or CBT or so you can ask them about what they what what approach they use in psychotherapy and if you like that approach then maybe this is someone that you would want to meet with and see if you're a good fit or not okay so the first is to think about what it is what what style you uh think would be the best fit based on your goals for therapy if it is to learn new skills then you're going to want someone who's probably CBT, DBT, mindfulness informed. There's a lot of different therapies that are, that can be evidence-based. So look into that and know that there are also people out here that are more equipped for dealing with psychopathology. So generally speaking, clinical psychologists, 
are the ones that are who that you'll often get referred to if you deal with clinically significant major depressive episodes or bipolar, OCD, uh, eating disorders, substance use disorders. Um, If it's quite severe, you may want to look into seeing a clinical psychologist. If it's more something like you're dealing with maybe some decisions that you need to make in your life and you want someone to reason things out with, that's something else that you'll want to talk to a potential therapist about is just how much input or guidance or direction are they willing to give you? Are they the type of psychotherapist like I am who at the very end of the session is always going to help the person come up with intentions that they have from the day that I'm meeting them that day. And then the next time we meet, so if it's a six, if it's a, if if it's a week, they'll set an intention for between now and next week, I will do these things to help progress me in terms of my healing so to have someone that's very solution focused in that way, that's going to be like an accountability buddy as well and encourage you, but give you that kind of structure and help you come up with specific things that you can do to help improve your situation. Some psychotherapists are not comfortable with that. They instead focus on helping you determine what, the best answer is for you. And, you know, that's frustrating for some people. Some people go to psychotherapy and they want you to know what you're doing and they want you to guide them rather than just ask them, rather than just ask you what you think about a situation. They want a little bit more guidance and a little bit more direction than that. But some people don't appreciate the direction. They just really want to talk. They don't want input. They just want to talk. So think about what your goals are. Think about what approach you think you would like best. And and then go to Psychology Today website. They have a searchable database on there, and you can search by uh, their approach to psychotherapy, whether it's cognitive behavioral therapy or dialectical behavior therapy or EMDR, whatever focus you would like them to have, what approach sounds best to you. And you can search by insurance or payments that they accept. Uh, You can search uh, by their availability. So um, people that are available usually will indicate that they have availability. They'll indicate that on the Psychology Today website. That is less reliable. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I don't always update mine either. Um, but that is because, you know, sometimes people will terminate and you don't get a chance to go out and, and say that you have an opening or you don't have an opening. So that's like a less reliable approach. But what you're going to do is draft an email that has a list of the symptoms that you're concerned about the things that you want to work on in therapy and tell them what you're looking for in terms of approaches to psychotherapy. If you have any in particular that 
that you're looking for. If it's, say, EMDR, you want to ask them if they provide EMDR or not, if that's important to you. And you can just copy and paste this message and just send it out to maybe, let's say, five providers that you read their profile on Psychology Today and they seem like they would be a good fit with you in terms of what their profile says. And so you can just um, copy and paste. That's really the easiest way to communicate with folks that you're interested in working with. Uh, due to the high volume of calls, I'm not always able to return voicemail messages, but I am able to return email messages much more easier. So in my outgoing voicemail message, I tell people to just email me. It's just my preferred method for communication, given the high demand for psychotherapists at this time. So. Uh, so reach out to them and then when you get them on the phone, you can, a lot of times people will give you like a 15 minute free consultation and you can ask them a couple questions and you can get a feeling for their personality and maybe you can ask them what approach they would use for the problems that you're experiencing and see what they say about that. But you can do like a screening with them. I would really encourage you to do that. Do look into your insurance benefits. Do not leave that up to the therapist. Therapists oftentimes do not have office assistants that do those sorts of things for them. And, and besides that, you really do want to hear firsthand what the insurance companies have to say about whether or not you have a deductible, what your copay is going to be, and that kind of thing. A lot of times when providers call they don't get accurate information, but subscribers get usually get accurate information. So look into what your benefits are if you're planning on using insurance. There are some places that have sliding scales, places like Open Path has sliding scales, and uh, the people on Psychology Today will also list whether uh, or not they accept sliding scales, and they'll give you a range of uh, the amount that, People typically pay for a session with them, so you want to pay attention to that as well. And try it out and keep checking in with your therapist. If you feel like even if you even if you're in five sessions in and you're still questioning what you're doing, you're not you're having a hard time understanding what the purpose is of the things you guys are doing, or if you feel like you're not really understanding it, or if you're feeling like you want a better understanding of what the game plan is and how long you're going to be in therapy, they should be able to answer those questions for you. Of course, people respond differently, and we can't say with 100% certainty in terms of how long you'll need to be in therapy with us. But we should be able to give you a pretty good idea and also how expensive it will be. And that's important for you to go into psychotherapy with your eyes wide open in terms of what difficulties, what symptoms you may be exhibiting, what approach to therapy you would like, what goals you have for psychotherapy, uh, how much work you're willing to put in. Because some people even are seen twice a week for psychotherapy. Some people are seen twice a month. Some people are seen once a month. Some people are just seen as needed. 
But usually people in the beginning will be seen once a week, especially if you're suffering from something like depression or anxiety that is quite debilitating, you're going to want to be seen at least once a week uh, in the beginning, at least. And then once you're more stable, you can cut back to every other week or once a month, so on. So talk to your therapist about that. But I would really encourage you to look into it further do your homework, come to them with a very clear description of what it is that you're looking for so that you can make sure that you're a good fit because psychotherapy is hard. I mean, it, it can be pretty painful. It's not always something that is, you're going to want to be able to trust the person that you hire. Without trust, it's not going to work. Trust is the number one predictor for positive psychotherapy outcomes. So look for someone that you trust. You trust their credentials. They have enough experience that you feel like they can really help you. You feel like they have a good game plan in place and you have a clear direction of where you're going and about how long it's going to take and about how much money it's going to cost. You should have all of that going into it. So please go into psychotherapy with your eyes wide open. You'll have a much better experience. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you have any tips for other people, please drop your comments below. And thanks again for helping make mental health support more accessible and free to people. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for subscribing, liking, and sharing.